Yes, yes, sir. Welcome in to episode 94 of the Dumb Marks Podcast, your favorite Saturday brunch bunch. Back at it again, the best four-man booth in the business, although we are down to the triple threat edition today. Again. Donald, Donald pulled a Brock Lesnar, um, took his took his day off. Um, he'll be back next week. Um, I will be back next week, even though I'm going on vacation, but that's what I do. I show up for work. Committed <laughs> to the pod. Okay. I missed one pod. Well, two. No, one. One pod, but that was for my son's graduation. So that's an acceptable uh absentee from work. This dude just takes off and take off. When do you leave? I leave uh the 18th. We leave Monday oh. the 18th. But we'll we're coming back Friday, so I'll be on the pod Saturday. No, no worries about that. You know, come come back from vacay. We should have took that extra day. Like, ah, uh, <laughs> no, no extra day. Come, come straight back into it, man. We're doing a big, we're doing a big family vacation. So first time, first time ever. And then we'll see how we'll see how the week plays out. I may come back with some, with some stuff depending on how the week goes. It's either going to be a really good idea or it's going to be a terrible idea. I don't know, but we'll that's see. usually the way it goes for family vacations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But no, nah, it'll be it'll be a good time to get away, recharge, re- reset. You know, um, get ready for the the last half of of this year, which is flying by. I feel like I was just shoveling snow, and now it's damn near the middle of July. Um, yeah. So, so is it it's your family, or is it your family and? So it's me Boston. and it's me and my wife's side of the family. Okay. So, okay. So yeah. Yeah. Hotel resort. Morning. What up? What up? What's going on? Um, we got a we got a um, we rented like a big condo for all of us to stay in. Oh, no, there's there's it's five bedrooms, so I don't know why they call it a condo because it's five bedrooms. But everybody's five bedroom, one bath. Five. <laughs> no, three five bedrooms, three three full baths. Um, so yeah, so the kids have to share. Yeah, but there's enough that all the adults get a room. There's there's more than enough sleeping area. There's a lot of stuff to do around where we're going to be at, plus like the beach and all that. So we got we got room and space and and at this at this point with like with how old the kids are, like each one of us, if we want to go off and do something separate, it's not like we all got to be at the same place at the same time together. You know what I mean? So yeah, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll all go out to dinner a couple nights during the week and and you know head to the beach. Um, you know, a couple of days together. There's a water park nearby that we're going to go do one day. So there's mm-hmm. there's stuff where the you know kids will be off running around doing their own thing, and we'll be maxing and relaxing. So that's cool. Ours was just right. a ours was just a family reunion. So like we usually stay all in one hotel, but we're like instead of us just getting two two three separate rooms, let's all just get a uh, little the one that's sweet uh, like a suite. Sweet. And their suites to the hotel were across the street. So I'm like, yes, nobody walking in my room at four in the morning. Nobody hanging out where I need to sleep <laughs> till two in the morning. I'm good. I didn't see nobody till it was like picnic days or family dinners. <laughs> that was the exactly. best decision. That was the best decision you made on that vacation. Sure. We know the clothing wasn't, the, the dress code wasn't in effect. <laughs> So, all right, what do you want to get into? I'll talk about my 
my week briefly. So last week, as soon as the podcast ended, had plumbers come over my house. And that's pretty much why I was upstairs last week instead of my normal area. And found out that we had a leak in our main water pipe. So pretty much right after the show last Saturday, water got shut off until Wednesday. So I had a nice few days, no water in the house. Because it's a holiday weekend. You know, so it's not like, you know, it's just a weekend or get emergency out. It's a holiday weekend, so nobody's doing shit, you know? Right, right, <laughs> you know, right. Luckily, the water company even came out to shut off the water, but, um, yeah, didn't, couldn't, they came out Tuesday, checked. They were like, yeah, we can, we can come out tomorrow and do it. Luckily, it was like by Wednesday morning, like early afternoon, they were already done, just went for the water company to come out. But, yeah, that was a fun holiday weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's and then, brutal. That's brutal. In my basement, we kind of store it like as our attic. And they were like, um, we're going to try to take the pipe out from the sidewalk. But, you know, if we can't, we're going to have to like dig in through your basement and through and your you yard. You just had that basement redone. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, well, I was like, the, everything was stacked. Just like shit st- th- thrown in there. You know, as soon as you open up the door, they're like, bam, it, it hit you like a wall. And I was like, this is going to be fun. So, luckily, you know, Don and Jason came over, helped clear some of that out, and some other guys. So, we got that taken care of, like, in an hour on Tuesday night. And and luckily, they didn't even need to do it on Wednesday. But, so, you moved it all for nothing. But, you know, like they said, they go, if you don't move it and we need to get in there, that's going to waste a day. So, right, right. It's like, <laughs> so we got pizza out of the deal. <laughs> you got pizza out of the deal? It was all a good and it wasn't like a it wasn't like a I need help moving moving like I'm I'm at yeah. the age now bro if you're calling me to move you really got to entice me to get up off the couch to come up and move. like I you see you know, the sun. yeah like there gotta be some you know the the beer and food angle just don't work no more like I need I'll come and delegate I'll, I'll you know I'll stand in the truck and I'll load it for you hey. but uh yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing all that. So, um, yeah, it was just yeah. take the shit out and just put it in the same room. So, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I had so as the as the 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 only married one on this show, married with single friends, as I like to, to call it. <laughs> we might as well just change the show to that, like, and 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 post that the segment by the dumb marks. But, um, so I yesterday. My daughter's been taking skateboarding lessons in super dope place that we found was super cool. People are excellent. Like it's good. She loves it. She's getting into it. Cool. But I'm on my way there after work last night for a lesson. And my wife is texting me while I'm driving. So my phone's buzzing, but I'm driving. So I'm being responsible. I'm not looking at my text messages. Got to vote yep, for it. Married with single friends. There you go. That's it. I got shirt ideas laid out like the whole nine. Like, <laughs> We might rebrand here coming up starting 2023. So uh, we'll be on the lookout for that. But my phone is blowing up and I'm like, all right, either something really bad has happened, but she would have called me, not t- sent me text messages, right? Or she's just blowing me up for no reason. So I walk into the I walk into the, the skate park where my daughter's at doing her lessons and that. And I go up, my wife's sitting there, she hands me the phone. My daughter, she goes, here, look at this. And I look at my daughter's phone. And my wife sent her a video of her doing her lesson or whatever, part of it. 
so she could watch it back and go over it. You know, a little film study. We, we, we do film study no matter what sport we're playing in this house, okay? <laughs> Skateboarding, soccer, don't matter. We're, we're watching film. But I look at the name, right, that my daughter has listed for my wife in her phone as her contact. So we want to take guesses at what the name is for my wife and my daughter's phone. HBIC? <laughs> no, but that's a very good one. It's <laughs> a very good one. I, I couldn't even think of anything. <laughs> so she's listed as birth giver. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought of that one. <laughs> So I see this and I go, well, let me send a text message so my name pops up and I can see what I'm listed as. Donor? A little text, huh? Donor? Sperm donor. That? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So she she took the idea from her oldest cousin who has um, her mother listed as birth giver. Mm. But this all came about at my son's graduation party. And my wife, apparently, she says she doesn't remember the conversation, gave my daughter the okay to list me as sperm donor in her phone. Birth giver, okay. <laughs> sperm donor, I'm like, said, you can't be out in public and I'm calling you. You got that popping up on the phone. Like, come on. <laughs> See, now I know someone that references someone as the donor but they're not the picture so it's like yeah. it's a little different like, with I'm, you I'm, yeah i'm here i'm here 24 7 365 like this, this wasn't you know this this wasn't just a dump and go like i'm i'm yeah. here I'm, I'm, i've been here like i'm not going nowhere yeah i'm like no you gotta you gotta change that like that's that's ridiculous so so did you um, check the ringtones <laughs> touche i mean at this point like I can't be mad because I'm a bit of a jag off. My wife's a, my my wife can be an, an asshole. So like, she, my daughter is the combination. <laughs> and, and as she's getting older, I'm like, all right, yeah, you gotta we gotta do some things here because this 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 gotta change. So yeah, but that that was yeah. my my parenting label, um, which. For 12 years, I thought I was, you know, a well-respected father. <laughs> I'm just listed as a donor, and that's it. So, uh. there, there, There's a comedian that I like. His name's Tom Papa, and he kind of has a whole skit on. He goes, he goes, whenever I was growing up, you know, dads were feared. You know, like, my dad came home from work, and, you know, my mother was just like, your father's coming home. You got to be quiet. You know, go in the other room. He goes, now he goes, I watched... TV shows with my kids, and it's just like, hey, dad's a douchebag. <laughs> just like complete different, like no respect for fathers at all. No, no. Mom was feared. Dad was a softy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't get it. I mean, don't get it twisted. It's it's one look, and they know shit shits up. Like, <laughs> you know, I got that. That's down pat. Don't like. We'll go up to a line, but once you once you step over that line, no, nah, it's. You you know it's it's game over for you and they don't neither one of them have stepped over the line to this point so far in in their years of life so um, but yeah I was just like man that's some shade throwing out but you there. got teenage years coming up so 
I do have teenage years. Girl teenage um, years are completely different than boy teenage years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. But yeah. yeah, I just, I was just like, man, that's the birth giver one is hilarious. Like I was cracking up when I saw the phone. I'll just snatch you. Yeah. <laughs> Then it became yeah. about you. <laughs> it became about me, and I got all in my feelings and started questioning what I've done wrong, where I've gone wrong. Did I not hug you enough? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that's it, man. That was that was kind of that was the that was the cap off to a crazy week, you know, holiday week, like you said, Chris. Them four days of work feel like six. Um, yeah. Anytime you have one day off, um, but. Yeah, so we got here the weekend. We're good. We're vibing. We're ready to go. I was Anything telling that story, else? and I'm sitting there going, I was like, geez, I was like, it doesn't even feel like it feels like longer than last week was like Monday was fourth of July. It feels like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right. We um we got anything else to cover intro wise to get into? Hop straight in. All right, let's get into Bell to Bell and the week that was in pro wrestling. All right, all right, all right. Um, busy week that wasn't pro wrestling. You know, yeah. sports-wise, this is kind of the, the dog days of sports, right? We only got baseball going on. We had the NHL draft and all that. But wrestling, because it's that every week, 52 weeks out of the year, you don't you don't get that pause in the action. Although you could say certain people are mailing it in um, based on what they've put on TV this week. And we'll get into all that. Um, overall, from what you guys watched this week, would you say thumbs up, thumbs down, in the middle, entertain, not entertain? Yeah, I'd say the middle. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's just jump right into it. Um, because I saw some things this week and kind of made me look at long-term booking versus short-term booking. Right. And we talked about this a lot with AEW. Um, and kind of where they've been at recently with how they've how they've run shows and dream matches, Forbidden Door, all that. But Wednesday night, you, you know, you you got the and even last night on on Rampage, but you got both sides of the coin with long term booking and short term booking, right? Long term booking. You have you have the continuation of the Christian Cage Jungle Boy Luchasaurus storyline, which has been going on, like Christian said, since he got eliminated from the Battle Royal back there at Daly's place, right? Um, but you had that, and then you had the culmination in War, of Wardlow winning the TNT title this week. Um, we'll get into how I feel about that aspect of it, Next but you have year. those two. You have those two long, long-term, long-term booking storylines, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got the hot shot, Moxley and Brody to main event the show, right? You win live, you win the Ro- you win the Royal Rumble or Rum- yeah, Royal Rumble, Royal Royal, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. You win that last week, you immediately get a title shot, and you're right into it the following week, yeah, only to lose. Are you surprised? No. no. And that's the problem. That's the problem with short-term booking. You know the outcome. Yeah. There's, there's no there's no reason to be invested and watch. To get behind the person, yeah. 
yeah, I can't, it, I can't, I can't get behind Brody and take him as a legitimate title contender when you hot shot it. They did the same thing with Lance Archer. They hot shot at him a couple times, and each time he lost the big time title matches. He lost to Cody. He lost the Mox. He lost the Hangman. So now, anytime you give him a shot, it does. I know with the IWGP US title though, we'll give him at least that one. But then he dropped it right away to yeah. <laughs> Naito. So he didn't even have that long. They did that so Moxton didn't have to drop the transition belt. champ. Yeah. So now I can't look. I cannot look at Archer as a serious contender anytime you bring him into the fold. He's just usually one of the first people the new champ faces. Mm-hmm. Just that first, you know, hill to, to climb. And I kind of see the same thing. Not that Brody King's going to be that way, but. AEW, they have this, and they do this with the women, with Nyla Rose being the first contender mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, where absolutely. they feel like their champion, especially if it's a babyface, has to start out facing a monster. Yeah, they have to prove themselves to that monster. Right, and it's like I don't, you're you're devaluing those challengers because you know they're not going to win right out the gate. How do you book a heel in that situation? So, like, is, is Brody King Hill to you? The group is over with mm-hmm. the fans because of how cool the entrance is. All, yeah. all three guys can go in the ring. The the aura, the mystique, the mm-hmm. look, like, it's, it's over. But they're presented as heels. Okay. Because, like, in a faces situation, if you just extend that out a little while longer, like, instead of short-term booking it, you can at least get you to latch on to the the face even in a loss and say, hey, maybe next time. How do you, you, mean, if the, you mean if the heel was the champ and they did it with the – they did it no, – Like, say, even if you put anybody in that, in, in uh, Brody King's situation, any face, you can you can, like, you can latch on to a face and be like, hey, maybe next time. What do you do in a heel in that situation? So, like, he's not a monster anymore. He's just been – Right, he's been he's been slayed after one after one challenge. Like mm-hmm. and I get it, Brody didn't tap, so like they rang the bell and that's supposed to make him look strong in the end, but it doesn't matter how much shit he gets in during the match, you're not you're not doing anything to elevate him because you're just feeding him to the champ to make the champ look strong because they have to face a heel monster right away. And monster doesn't need to fight a fight a heel monster. No, I can see if it's your first shot, your first title. Like it, all of it was done just to pop a rating, in my opinion. And that to me, that's not that's not good. That's not good television for the long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may get a bump that week. But you're not keeping viewers around with that. And, and you if you are doing, and if you are doing short-term booking, you, short-term booking to me doesn't mean one like it can be a three to four week angle. That's yeah. still short-term in in wrestling, in my opinion. Okay, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have 
long-term booking to me is something that goes, you know, I would say probably five, six, seven, eight months, right? Okay. Where you're getting story, you're getting change in the character. Warlow MJF, long-term storytelling. Hangman's rise to the title, long-term storytelling. It's Jungle Boy and Christian, long-term storytelling, right? Where you're you're having ebbs and flows to the story before you even see the payoff. Yeah. And you can do a little angle in three to four weeks and make it interesting and make me invested and make me buy in and still have the same outcome where the guy loses, but I, I have that seed of doubt going into the match. With the with the heel potentially beating like if they would have ran this Brody and Mox match, if they would have saved it till Battle of the Belts. How long is that? It's what Battle of the Belts is what three weeks away, I think. Yeah, three I think three weeks would have put some maybe some what ifs, but the next the next week you're looking at, yeah, you're looking at three weeks to a month of storytelling on TV to yeah. where you can go into that match and go, okay. Brody has a legitimate shot to beat Mox. I can I can buy into that. But you just throw him out there one week later, and it's like there's no way he's beating Moxley. No. I think everybody knew that going in. Right. So why tune in and why watch? And yeah, you can say, oh, well, I'm I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm gonna watch it regardless. Yeah. But for a young company, which they still are. You're trying to grow your audience. You're trying to branch out. You're trying to get people invested to tune in each week. Doing that doesn't do anything to get people to return to want to view the show again. Because if they just tune in for that week for the first time, they go, okay, this guy is 6'8". He's a inked up, badass, tattooed dude. This other guy, he choked him out, so... That guy doesn't mean anything to me. Like, why would I want to watch him again? Because the perception doesn't fit the reality. In my opinion, looking at it from somebody, if I was just never watched wrestling before, I'm flipping through the channels and I stop on that. And I don't think it even helped Moxley to to garner viewers to make them want to tune back in. I think I think it, it kind of turned people a little more. I mean, he still has his diehards, but like, like, like Dawn says, Moxley the Hogan, Hogan treatment. You're yeah, getting, yeah, you're getting to that point. You're getting to that point where it's like, all right, we know you're never going to lose, dude. And that hurt. That it hurts more than it helps. I get you have your top stars and your top stars aren't supposed to take losses. And I wasn't, I'm not calling for Brody King to have won that match. No, what I'm saying is they don't need to run the match. You don't need to to do it the following week. Yeah, no. There's other ways to book it and go around it to where it makes it effective and you get invested for two, three weeks, and then you have the match, and I'm and I want to tune in and see it. Especially with the House of Black and what they do, they play mind games. Right? That's their whole their whole gimmick. They play mind games. Now, if this was the start, if this was the start to lead to Mox and Alice and Malachi Black, mm. 
I still don't like it because of the way they presented Brody to start it. You could have made everybody look good in this situation. If you're if you're if you're booking it to make everybody look good, how would you book it? Uh, I'd have them attack Moxley weekly. <laughs> Play mind games. He ultimately wins in the end, but but it's that simple. Mm. It, it it really is. It's that. I mean, it's that. It's that simple. Like you, you get more out of that than just throwing him in a title match next week. Next week. Wrong drink of the week. Fucking <laughs> 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 <Okay, no>, no. <laughs> And 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 this isn't just an AEW problem. I mean, it, you see it. You saw it in in WWE too. Like. I don't the art of storytelling in wrestling mm. is slowly dying out from wrestling. Some people will say it's already dead and it's not there period. Mm. But there are still cases where there's being good stories told in multiple companies. And even the big ones with WWE and AEW, there are some stories that that are going currently that are good or are just setting off and you want to see where the story goes. But, man, the, the hotshot stuff, the way that they hotshot, it just it doesn't do anything for me from AEW's standpoint. Do you care because it's interim? I mean, does it I mean, does that does that take a little sting off of it? So if it's the interim title, why does he have to defend it each week like it's the AEW World Heavyweight title? Agreed. You don't need him out there every week. Mm-hmm. He's interim champ. We know he's interim champ. Great. So just let it play out and then face Punk whenever Punk comes back. They could have just done something with him at Battle of the Belt. You know, that'll be coming up in August and that whether they do it on that show or on dynamite that week. Okay. You had your, your title defense. I just wish, they like, would, I wish they would have done something different with it. So just put it on locks. But, yeah. but you look at, you look at what they did, right? They had forbidden door. Then they had road rager. Mm-hmm. Next week is fighter fest. Mm-hmm. Then they have battle of the belts. Then they have all out. Then they have the, the Arthur Ashe Grand Slam Grand Slam show. Like you're running all those events in a short window of time. Mm-hmm. So are we getting title matches on everyone? It's Probably. no different than eight, it's no different than WWE doing month to month booking or four to six week pay-per-views. Yeah. <clears throat> We've talked about this. This is a this is a problem for them. For a company that could do sh- long term booking, they just keep booking themselves into short term booking instead. And it's not needed. At the beginning when they were doing the long term, I enjoyed it more. Mm. I enjoyed the long term telling in between each pay-per-view. You know, whether it was for a lot of it, they played out for a few months and I enjoyed that. You know, it it built it up for me. And, you know, they did last year good with Hangman in, in the summertime, but 
since then. It's like since last summer. It seems like it's getting shorter. And the, the past year, I, I haven't been enjoying as much as I was. They've gotten to the point where their their long term stories have been less and less. Mm-hmm. And like it's like they can't they can't do long term storytelling for more than like say two to three people at a time. And not everybody needs a long-term story. Don't get me wrong. Like, no, I'm not true. saying that. But yeah. like when you when you kind of look at it, like the the hang you had Hangman lead into, and then you had him culminate in that with his run, and then you started the Wardlow long-term story. You know, we still don't know what's coming with MJF. If something, you know, that could be. Do you think they went to back to the drawing board at all? Because I feel like I the would. first, I feel, I feel like everything that just paid off was probably stuff they had from the beginning, like say MJF Warlow, mm-hmm. stuff they had planned out from the beginning, the beginning to play out, and those stories uh, have culminated. Well, t- like yeah, Tony said, like even with the the title, he had those champions all played out whenever they first started. You know, yeah. so I'm sure signing CM Punk changed plans. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I mean, the injury bug that's bitten them, and it's not just yeah. them. There's there's a lot of wrestlers and, and companies that are hurt right now. Definitely throw a swerve into your storytelling. But if you if you build up enough people along the way, you can pivot at those points and still tell good stories with those people mm-hmm. because you've built them up so others are invested in them. Right? Like you can't just rely on two to three people to carry the company because then once they go out and you see it, you, you see it now with the AEW, they feel like they're just swimming around lost where you have MJF leave, you have punk get hurt. You have Danielson get hurt. Those were the three biggest acts that they had since last August. Yeah. So now it's like, all right, what do we do? Well, you have Wardlow, which is good, but where are you where else are you at with with having built up stars along the way that can step in and take over a show for you? I just don't like there's not that many people there. Like I said, besides Warlow and besides Jungle Boy, story-wise, Jade and the baddies with Athena and Statlander, like. I like where that's going and what they've been doing with it. So I want to see that continue to play out. But I'm kind of hard pressed to find something else that is grabbing me from a story standpoint. You got Moxley and Kingston's forever feud. <laughs> Jericho. Yeah, yeah, Jericho of it. Yeah. Moxley. I have no interest in that moving forward. <laughs> I mean, you had the stuff with, with Swerve and Lee. And now they're back on the same page, so I don't really understand what that was, why, like why that was done. And even that, they like they planted that breakup super early into their run. Yeah. And I think they probably were going to break them up because they probably weren't planning on keeping them as a tag team long term. But but they're the still together so over. As a tag team. I, yeah, I think they're just so over that they're just going to run with it. But now, for what, the third big show in a row, you're booking a triple threat for your tag team titles? 
Right, you're you're doing yeah. another triple threat tag team title match, so it's rinse repeat again. But that's like, I mean, even in New Japan, there was a a lot of triple threat tag team matches. I think that's kind of like where, I don't know, if maybe the Young Bucks think they they thrive in that environment, just with the chaos of that type of match. It seems like every big event in New Japan, it was all they were always defending their titles like in a triple threat and Ring of Honor. Like I love Starks and Hobbs. Starks is a goddamn main eventer. Oh, absolutely. Like him Wednesday night going right. off the way he like that was like when when he gets that rocket, they're gonna print money with that kid. But they but they've been coming out and cutting the same type of promo every single week for how long with, with Starks or with Hobbs and Swerve. And I'm like, all right, or with Lee and Swerve, I'm like, let's like either say something different or end the feud with some type of blow off match. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, 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 and all they did to change it up was they sprinkled the young bucks out there. And, Which made no sense at the time. And gave them, gave them the, the triple threat match. Like, and the young bucks stopped ducking FTR. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> FTR still has not had a rematch. <laughs> they held the belt for sixty days. They they still have not had the rematch yet. They're the they are the hottest tag team in pro wrestling. Do we get rematches in, in AEW? No, but they haven't even fought for the AEW world no. title since they lost. I hope we see it at all out. I don't want to see it on just TV. I want to see that. I want to. I want to be forced to pay money to see that match. I mean, we're getting the FTR and the Briscoes too at Death Before Dishonor, so that yeah. that already has my money. Like I'm. That card so Brisco, far good. <laughs> them boys cut a cut a nice promo, um, accepting the challenge, and ran through a list of tag teams, and they were like. Uh, Hardy's Young Bucks, FTR, they ran through a list, and then at the end they go, you know what they all have in common? They all had a five-star match with the Briscoes. <laughs> and I was like, here, take it. <laughs> I mean, that, that shocked me whenever they announced that match. I'm good. I'm, I'm more excited for the way that they've booked ROH so far. Yeah. And they haven't even been like they don't they have no TV deal, nothing. And I'm mm-hmm. more invested in the ROH storylines leading up to this pay per view. Not even the storylines, just even. I mean, the tag team has a nice storyline, but the matches, the, the card so far, love the love the Yuta Garcia match for the pure title. That's going to be a banger. Well, Joe and Lethal has been a story. Yeah, it has been, but I haven't loved the story. But I know yeah, the match is going to be good. So Mercedes and Deeb has been a story, but nobody's seen it because it's been on dark and elevation. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. What were so they on rampage this week or last week? Yeah, you get you get you get the turn last night from Deeb taking out Mercedes last night on Rampage to set up okay. the that's gonna be the title match. And that'll but be it, a great match. But if you just watched Rampage last night, it's like, well, why are they why is she turning yeah. on her? Because you don't know it, but it's been set up and it's been played out. 
on the other shows. Like I said early on, AEW needs some type of recap show because if they they would do stuff on uh, BTE, they would do stuff on Sammy's vlog, a couple other people's vlogs. You know, you got Dark Elevation. You, even if it's just on YouTube, like a one hour recap show weekly, just to kind of tie up all the stories. Well, where's that third show that we were promised? You want AEW to go three hours? No, I don't want them to go. No, three but hours. if Chris is if we, Chris we, is coming, like if, if, yeah. yeah, if we were if we because we were supposed to get a third show from AEW, right? Yeah, I mean nobody watches them, I don't think, consistently. Right. They're on Monday and Tuesday night. So it's yeah. like, all right. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. If you're gonna watch just AEW, use that countdown show. Yeah, but you but could yeah, do it consistently. Not? Yeah, consistently, but yeah. you know, instead of having it just after the or when the pay per view pops up. Yeah, like Make think that. about the WWE magazine shows that we used to watch, like as kids, like Superstars, Mania, you know, USA, like all those different types of shows. They can do something like that. But they do like the the Tony Schiavone in the command center mm-hmm. stuff. Like, why not it's have him so in the short? Com- right, but why not make that? Why not make that a, a half hour, an hour show where he's in there, he's replaying the interviews, he's segueing. They're showing clips and highlights from the matches, like the old mm-hmm. school, like Sunday Night Heat vibe, where they yeah. were in the in the control center. You know what I mean? Like, why not do that as your third show and throw that on a, a Saturday time slot? Yeah, you want to throw in. Uh- a match that you taped for dark or something like that, do that, you know, say, Hey, this is a, this is an unseen match of the week. And yeah, like, there you go. Then, then I know, okay. If, if something's going on during the week and I've missed stuff, I know I can tune in on this day at this time to get completely caught up. Yep. And then I'll be able to watch a match that I've never, that I haven't seen. Yeah. What? I mean, that's, it's a formula that's already out there. And they can do it. They can just update it. Right. You know, right. then no, you can absolutely. take, you can take stuff. It doesn't have to just be the programming, but you can take, you know, what all the talent uses, whether it's social media, like TikTok or, or Instagram or something, take their stories and, and put that stuff on there. Mm-hmm. You know, continue oh. it that way. This way it's just not, it's this way that it's not you having to go search for it. It's there and you can get caught up just by AEW producing it. Right. Um, specifically for me, for Dynamite, um, I'm I'm happy Warlow's the champ. I hate mm-hmm. how they treated Scorpio Sky. Yeah. His his entitled his entire two time reign as TNT champ was the shits, and they treated him horribly. Um, that yeah, that say what do you have it? It's like six weeks, eight two months roughly between the two reigns. Um, and it did Scorpio no favors. No, so months. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Um, Before we go too far, we got a question here. Could AEW have a streaming presence help with the dark and dark elevation issue? So my, my re- not rebuttal, but my response to that question is, is if, if it's already on YouTube, having it on a streaming service, what's the difference? I still got to tune in. I mean, because YouTube, you can go in and watch it at your leisure. You don't have to tune in that Monday or Tuesday. It's just the fact that they're doing stuff on those shows 
that is playing out on Dynamite that you have no clue if you don't watch those other shows. Mm-hmm. So I still got to tune in and watch the content no matter what platform it's on. I it's think the streaming of, service would help if, you know, if Warner Brothers isn't willing to give them time slot on TV, the streaming service would help, you know, a Ring of Honor show or a, the, this other show if they would do something just to give more content, you know, to, to help catch up. But Yeah, content is key, right? Like, we yeah. got to do a better job of putting more content out there. We come on once a week and we, we go hard for about two hours and cover everything, but content is key but you have to put out good content mm-hmm. just putting content out for content's sake doesn't do anything it's still got to be good quality content so they still have it whether it's on youtube or streaming service it doesn't really matter the platform yeah. it's still me trying to get invested in you know an hour an hour dark an hour elevation two hours dynamite an hour rampage for a while there, Dark and Dark Elevation were both almost running at like two hours. Like they were like throwing like 20 matches on each episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm glad they've calmed off, you know, since they've gotten back into, you know, traveling. But it, for a while there, that's why I stopped watching it because it's like it's too much. But then at the same time, you tune in for it and yeah, they're running storylines, but most everything you're going to watch on there is a squash match from like whenever I see it, like when they tape it live, whenever I go see it. Um, for me, Christian Cage is doing the best work of his career right now. I'm all in on this. He, every week I go, he's not going to be able to top what he did. He can't cross the line. And not only does he cross the line each week, yeah. he Grand Canyon jumps the line each week. <laughs> like the stuff he was saying on Wednesday night. I love it. Jason's facial reactions. Right no, it's like it's, I don't want to watch it. I haven't watched it makes a single. Uncomfortable. It makes no, no, I haven't. Have, I haven't watched a single promo. Christian has cut. Cut you. But go back to. It's go been back hyped up so weeks, much. Dude. It's been hyped up so much that I know if I watch it, I'm going to be like, you know what, this was trash. It's There's good. no way. There's no way that you can watch what he's done and say it's trash. <laughs> I, I know it's like the Oscar <laughs> film hype where this is the greatest movie ever, and isn't that right? Like, but. Wrestling, watching it from a wrestling eyes perspective, like heel 101, mm-hmm. this is a master class. Like mm-hmm. Kanye and those, they, they put out master classes and people pay money to go listen to them speak and everything else. You have that. This, if you're watching this, this is a master class in heel 101. And for me, for me, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> the cadence has to be right. The pitch, the tone. The inflection, it has to be all spot on. I'm gonna be like, ah, Jay, and, Jay, and, from, the and from what Steve's saying, he's not he, like he's hyping it up and mm-hmm. it, it is good, you know. But don't go in thinking these are like the best promos ever because they're not the best promos ever. Yeah. But like he said, he goes, like, if you're trying to teach a heel promo, which hopefully <laughs> is what the whole point of this is for AEW to help mm-hmm. the people in the back, he's doing a damn good job at it. <laughs> yeah, don't get don't get my words twisted. I'm not saying these are the best promos ever. Mm-hmm. Saying right. as a heel, mm-hmm. this is some of this is next level, right? This you have your you have your heels. This is this is one of the best to do it. <laughs> Christian stumbles one time that Jason is calling it trash. Yeah, that's pretty much. Right. Right. Yes, that's, that's, <laughs> that's... 
But I'm talking, Jay, I mean, from the dress, like he's rocking a turtleneck in 2022. <laughs> Who wears a turtleneck in 2022? Like he's pulling like Bond villain vibes. <laughs> yeah. It just, I mean, you know, he's telling Matt Hardy, yo, stop talking. You're making your you're you're making your brother sound like the sober one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a damn good line. This week. That's a tremendous line. Yeah. I have him saved. I'm going to eventually go back and watch him, but yeah. He said, your your ego's so big that you won't get your brother the help he deserves because you want to ride his coattails for one more run. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh. The first, week, the first week, everybody was hyping up the promo, and I was kind of like you, Jason, just like, why are you hyping it up? Mm-hmm. Like, it was a good promo, but you're, I thought everybody was hyping up, but it's like, it's happening consistent to the point now. It's just like, okay, it wasn't hyped up to to be the best promo ever. It was just him doing a good job at, mm-hmm. and it's it's consistent it's, every week right now. It's him being a hated heel in an era where heels want to be loved, but act like they're hated. Right? He don't. He gives zero f's right now. Yeah, and it's it's refreshing. I don't remember that. I'm guessing that was TNA, but. Yeah, I missed that. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that one. If there's was a that, link, share it. Was that WWE? I may that may have been. have been. But like I'm watching, I'm watching it. And this is this is the this is where my mind went as I'm watching him talk to Matt on Wednesday night, right? He's throwing the lines out there about Jeff and the sobriety and his issues and everything else. And it was uncomfortable listening and watching because we know in real life what Jeff's situation is. And those guys have known each other for decades. And yeah. again, we said last week on the show, like Christian's just not saying these things without it being like, okay, you know what I mean? Like it's all right. I'm, we're going here. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with it? Like, I'm sure Christian and Matt and Jeff are probably friends, or at least friendly enough to, to have these conversations. But I'm 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 watching that and I'm listening and I'm hearing it and it's getting the reaction and everything mm-hmm. else and the and the build up to the hate and everything. And I immediately went back to oh, Seamus and Jeff, they did the same story, but they had him drinking pee. Like yeah. it was it's told in two totally different ways. And it's like you're you're uncomfortable because he's talking about somebody's sobriety and their issues dealing with their demons and everything else. But it's done in a way that it you feel the uncomfortableness. You, it hits mm-hmm. it hits home more. It's not you're drinking pee, like them running the COVID angle last night. WWE. It's like with all the bad PR you got going on now, you want to run a COVID angle after crazy. coming out of two years of a pandemic. Really? That's what you decided to write up and put on air last night? As you pull the swerve and don't give the announced match that you announced that they've been wrestling each other for three and a half months every single week? What did they end up saying last night about what was the whole angle? Seamus was out there talking and he started coughing into the microphone and he goes, oh, I got to go get tested. I think I, I got a case of old COVID and this and that and the other. And like, he walked off so that they could run Butch versus McIntyre in a short two-minute match to end the show. This is a match I wanted to see. 
Nice one. And then, and then Drew attempted murder again, swinging his sword around and cut yeah. off the top rope, and Kane's pyro shot up through the fucking post. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw. And the it was supposed to be for. It was supposed to be for the for a title shot. Yeah. So was it still for a title shot last night, or no? Is that, it, was that versus, blown off? it was just Butch versus Drew, and that's yeah. how they went off the air. Yeah. So will we get the stipulation at SummerSlam now? I mean, you're going to have to because you got to set up the clash at the castle, which we all know is going to be Drew versus Roman. Yeah. Making a triple threat. And they could do that. So that way, you know. But then again, I don't want the same, the same, the same thing in the match just to get the pin. No, the same thing that had money in the bank. Where they they had the ten count, neither of them qualified. They were thrown in the match, and then they had to fight together to be throwing them. No, give me right. I don't want to. So not not only did you not only did you do that bullshit last night. The other thing that is very clear, and we say this time and time again on the show with SmackDown and WWE in general. God, I miss Roman Reigns not being on my TV screen every single week. I, I, as somebody that I know, you know, he's in my wife's top five, and I'm just flat out of luck if Roman were to come around. It is what it is. Chalk it up as a loss. I'll give him a dap up, pat him on the back, and say, "Hey, you're the better man." Like I know I'm, I'm out in that scenario, right? But just having him on the show, it just, it adds so much. So but much for a brief moment, and that's it. Doesn't John make Cena, the whole show better. John Cena Jr. <laughs> I like that. Is, you hated him, now you love him. When he's gone. <laughs> no, so, I love uh, then, I love Austin Theory coming out last night in the promo. I like I like the beginning when you seen him like yeah. just a glimpse just of him. There, yeah. Then you come back from commercial, he's gone, and then he comes back at the end of it again. Just like all right, circles, I'm here for that. Yeah. Bring Roman's face, Roman's face is like somebody don't get this little kid up out of my face. I swear <laughs> to goodness. You can bring Paul out every week. Hype the Usos up. Yeah. I miss Paul. Wow. But, There's yeah. words I never expected to hear out of you. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just it just like this the star power. When we say WWE lacks stars. And we can go through each company and, and legitimately on a separate pod discuss how many stars each one has. But when Roman's on screen, it's a star. Like, there's no mm-hmm. no question about it. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, it's a star, right? But he, you know, theory, and I hate, I think it was, who was it? Raj, Raj tweeted out. Um, yeah. He, he tweeted out, I could see a scenario where Theory cashes in at SummerSlam. Brock and Roman both, like, knock each other out. Brock and Roman both beat the shit out of each other, knock each other out. They both count to 10, and that's how that's how Theory wins the title. <laughs> and he goes, it's so, it's so stupid that they'll probably do that. And, yeah. I go, and I read that tweet, and I got mad reading the tweet. I go, that's how they, that's how they end this Roman Reigns run after two years. 
<laughs> to have him and Brock get counted out at 10 and neither one of them stand up, the theories they're doing the Irish jig over top of them and gets handed the title. I'm I, I might break my I'm gonna break my TV. Well, okay. I think we're gonna see the long the long play with theory is money in the bank. Mm. I think we're I think we could even go closer to money in the bank next year before we see the cash in. Theory unless they pull a biggie in case of in case of emergency break glass, but do do you have him steal Cody's moment? Make him the most hated person. <laughs> I I could see that. I could see him cashing in on Cody, not Roman. <laughs> I mean, you well, they would never end WrestleMania this way because you know Vince likes to send everybody home happy, even though he doesn't do that all the time. But um, you know, you have Cody win, fireworks are going off. He's celebrating with a roll up, cashing. <laughs> They did it with uh, Daniel Bryan. You know, he won at SummerSlam, and then it was it Del Rio or or no Orton? Orton was the one that cashed in on him. When that, whenever Triple H turned on, when they became, uh, I think so. Yeah, but Theory Theory is also the guy that he can be so cocky that he loses the case, and it won't hurt him. Like loses on the cash in. True. He doesn't have to be the guy to cash in and win. It can go either way. So depending on how they want to book it for him, I still don't think he's there yet to get a cash in no. win and be which, a guy. Which is why I think they're going to do the long term play with him. Like you got, you now have a year potentially to build up for him. And then they 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 took they took the. The Lacey Evans storyline that I rolled out last week to garner heat and make her a heel, and they just decided not to do it at the pay-per-view, but roll her out last night and make her cut the promo to get the full heel turn. Well, the, fan, the fans turned on her in the match. <laughs> but she set up by coming out and then going back in and then coming back out like yeah. to get the reaction that she, you know, to get the bigger reaction and everything else. Like, mm-hmm. I think her story, while yes, it using it as a heel instead of using it as a baby base, I think you can get more legs out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She plays a good heel. I think she could have been an okay baby face, but she plays yeah. a good heel. And not only that, but she was a heel for so long on the roster doing the Southern Bell yeah. gimmick. Bringing her back and slapping the, the eagle on her and waving the flag behind her in a promo doesn't make me fall in love with her as a baby face. I enjoyed her promos, like the when as soon as they brought her back, like I, mm-hmm. it felt like her at least. You know, it felt natural to her. You know, yeah, like her playing the Southern Belle heel, she did that really well. But when she was cutting those promos, it's like, okay, this is her, and we always talk. Whenever mm-hmm. you, these characters turn themselves up, you know, it usually comes off well, and I thought it came off well on TV. They and ran too many, apparently. Yeah, they ran too many. They ran too many, and then they. They just shut it down. Yeah. And they moved her to Raw. And then they started it back up. And then they shut her down. And then they moved her back to SmackDown. And it's then everybody hard. read the everybody read the she's going to Raw as a heel. And then it wasn't even it wasn't even certain, it wasn't even set in stone. Everybody read it. Now you just switch the face. I think everybody's over it. But then I mean, we, we talked about money in the bank last week too. She comes out at money in the bank. And, you know, her little Romanesque figure whenever she comes out and it's the Southern Belle. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you're having her play this different character, why is she the Southern Belle in the character? Like, it, like it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. And they did that can, kind of same stuff with Roman for a while when it was like he was the tribal chief, but they were having like the, all the big dog stuff still. It's like it's it's inconsistent stuff that they need mm-hmm. to work on. So yeah, now does so she go I'm back just... as the Southern Belle, or is she going to still play off this character? No, I think she'll play off this character and just you know turn in. Yeah, just just be the. I don't want to. So she she can be the angry war vet, the angry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like the angry veteran, and use that and play off of that. And there's there's stuff that you can do there that would be really mm-hmm. interesting and compelling storytelling. But I have no faith for them to pull it off correctly, no. or to pull it off to a point where I go, I, I like, I don't like her. I hate her. You know what I mean? Like I just don't have the faith in them to do it because it's there. We know all the issues. We know enough veterans that, you know, family members, whatever. Like we, we know that person, and you could yeah. do something with that. But I have no faith for them to do it correctly. So, um, other than that, like WWE wise this week, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's the, the doll drums. Like I said, the, the dead period in, in the summer where nothing's really grabbing me from them. I hate how the entire SummerSlam card is, is announced and we're still, you know, Two weeks, two weeks away. Like, we, but we've been announcing this card for six weeks now. Yeah. No, no. Build. We're just announcing matches at this point. We're not building anything. What they well, there's not all impacted list that, uh, this week. Yeah this this week was really evident that they're just shooing it in to get to SummerSlam. Which having SummerSlam at the end of July just doesn't feel like SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. Like that's yeah, an August. That's an August pay per view. It's always been an August pay per view. Yeah. Like I, I just doesn't feel right. Yeah, I'm hoping next year they go back, like put money in the bank middle of the month, and then put SummerSlam like a month later. Um, do you? I saw the the WWE stands were out there. Jay, your your brethren waving the WWE flag this week, talking about how great WWE is because Money in the Bank had all these statistical numbers that were amazing, as far as being the most viewed Money Bank, highest gate Money in the Bank, this and that. And I'm like, you're only comparing it to other Money in the Banks, but yet you're out here waving it like it's the greatest pay per view ever. I didn't see it all. I mean, I didn't see any of that, but no, yeah. it wasn't the greatest pay per view. Oh, that was that was all over my timeline this yeah. week. I'm like, what is? What are we? You're comparing it to every single Money in the Bank. Have and I'm wondering that you you forget that they couldn't sell out a stadium and they had to change venues. They got to spin it, man. They got to spin it somehow. They got to promote it. I mean, I don't know how much they were selling the tickets for at MGM, so I don't know if they raised the price on them, you know, which made it the highest gate or what, but. They're working with that other company now for what it's called, but you know, it kind of like does like the package deals for them and everything. So I'm sure that had had some sort of play in that too. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't believe it is the money in the bank itself was it was it was decent. There was too many, too many like the women's title match, 
was too much of a damper to overcome. Chassis was too much of a damper to overcome for me. Mm-hmm. So it was just that like, was the whole issue this week on social media. Yeah, it was it was okay. I mean, live winning, like we said on our prediction show, most of us had live. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, live winning, it got it got a nice pop. The fans are behind live, right? But mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's a, I almost feel like it's a a lifetime achievement award. Mm-hmm. Where she's been there so long that they just kind of hey, thank you for all your contributions. Like I really like I wasn't. They didn't do anything to get me invested in seeing live win. Yeah. Right theory. They did a I few months it. ago. Whenever they were doing her title matches a few months ago, I felt they did better build up than mm-hmm. what they did for Money yeah. in the Bank. And you can't just come off cool because they cooled off her for a few months, and you can't just come off cool and expect it to be as hot as it was a few months ago. I mean, theory, I, I get winning, but I hated how they added him to the match. Yeah. You just come out and say it. Yeah. Do you think you can build a hill off of Liv Morgan? Or is it just going to be somebody's going to be even more heelish that comes back? I, I saw people think that Ronda's going to turn heel. And that'll be her heel to Liv's face. Okay. That, she'll, I, see, that she's, playing, she's playing you know, good right now, but in, they think in the match at SummerSlam, Ronda will turn heel. Whether that happens, we'll see. But Did they announce, I mean, that, they announce yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see that being the end. I think Liv will Liv will beat her and retain, and then you'll go into like Liv and Lacey. So while we're talking about the whole Liv cash in too, it's like five years in a row, the women's Money in the Bank doesn't go past the Money in the Bank event. Have they all been? Wait, they've kept the women have cashed in five years in a row at the pay-per-view 2018 Alexa bliss held the contract for two hours and cashed in that night. 2019 Bailey held the contract for one hour and 25 minutes. Uh, the next two were the next day, 2020 Oscar held the contract for a day. Cause the next night on raw, she got the title from Be- from Becky. Mm-hmm. Then 2021 well, that don't Nick- count. Becky handed it to her with the, yeah. with the pregnancy. So yeah. disregard that one. That's an action. And then 2021 Nikki held the contract for one day and won it on raw the next night. So. Jeez. Oh, oh man. So five oh. years in a row, the, the money in the bank briefcase for the women doesn't go anywhere. All faces. Was that, was Alexa face? That's yes. Or no? I think Alexa was a heel. Okay. Nikki was a fa- or Bailey was a face. Oscar was a face, and Nikki was superhero. So, face. So it's five That's years in a row that you can't even go a full twenty four hours with a women's money in the bank. That's terrible. Yeah. That's you like, know what that you know what well, that signifies. It. You know exactly. That's what that signifies. You you only have a women's money in the bank match because of perception. To have the women mm-hmm. have the same match as the men, but you don't care about it. You're not putting any effort into it. You know, like Jason always says, WWE creates moments, and that's all I guess they're trying to do with it instead of a short term moment, nonetheless. Do you have a heel that can carry the case? In the women? That's not like top. I mean, we talked based about out of Bailey based out of back, the women but... that were based out of the women that were in the match on sun, last Sunday. 
I think the match was all faces until Lacey turned. Becky. Becky Zio, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I could I could see Becky carrying it and doing good with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody yeah, knows. but she's so she's she's to the point like she doesn't need it. She doesn't need it. Like yeah, she doesn't. But at least she could play that that card well. Yeah, Real well. yeah. Like, I mean, Miz doesn't know. need it. But when Miz had it after that atrocity with Otis, like Miz still fit the guy that had the yeah. case and yeah, do the stuff with it. Like I don't know. That, interesting. That's, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how many people they actually have as a heel in the women's division that could carry it and again it just goes back to like they they are short on stars and they've done nothing to build anybody up yep so um the highlight from my week from wwe corbin and graves impersonating pat mcafee during shinsuke nakamura's entrance was was perfection That made me love Corbin even more. I, I, Chris, I know you hate Corbin, but that was that is I didn't, I good. Didn't see it, but. That is good sports entertainment television right there. It, uh, both of them, him and Graves, it was tremendous. Yeah, and Cole just sitting in between the two of them, having to take it like ah, uh, perfect. You have no friends, and Corey's like, I'm here. I'm his friend. <laughs> <laughs> And congratulations to Pat McAfee um, signing a multi-year deal with WWE. Um, it's a two-way contract if you're if you're talking, um, you know, hockey-wise. So he's going to be com- commentator and wrestler. Hmm. So my my thoughts are you're going to get Pat at SummerSlam, Rumble, WrestleMania, the big three. You'll see him wrestle. Fun. So. With that being said, Donald and I always put out the hashtag, put the strap on Pat. <laughs> Royal Rumble, Pat McAfee Stop comes it. out at 30. Stop it. Throws Cody <laughs> out the ring. Throwing that shit out, putting that shit in the air right now. And you give me McAfee versus Reigns at WrestleMania 39. <laughs> the boyhood dream. The kid from Plum PA winning the WWE title. It'll be amazing. Amazing, yeah. Don't lie, you'd be entertained by that match. Hell no, <laughs> I'm going to that mania. If that's the case, I'm going. I'm 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 going. I'll, I'll cash in savings that's bonds, a, whatever. I'm I'm going. I don't care what the hell happens with Vince right now. If he puts that shit on, that's right. Then I'm gonna get his ass out of control. <laughs> Can you imagine the the promos between McAfee and Heyman? Oh, gold, be gold, tremendous. Put it on him. Run it. Book it now. Scratch Cody. I don't need him in the. I don't need him in the main event at Mania Thirty Nine. Give me Pat McAfee. Just be another match I wouldn't enjoy. <laughs> Speaking of matches you wouldn't enjoy, you care about Ric Flair's last match? Oh God, no! I mean, we don't even know who he's wrestling at. No, thought it was. <sighs> the pay per view doesn't look bad though, but the pay the card itself looks really good. Yeah, like. Really good. I'm interested in a lot of matches that are on that card. Did they say who Rick's fighting? No, not yet. Not yet. It's gonna be a one. Here we are, a few weeks away, and still hasn't even. He might be wrestling himself. himself. Yeah, just selling his own. (laughs) (laughs) He dies. He just him dropping the elbows on the pants again at the row. (laughs) 
So, so the card itself, right? You have Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu for the Impact World Title. That right there, I'm telling you now, has the potential to be up in the match of the year at the end of the year. Those two in the ring together, I think, will create magic based off of what I've seen from both of them. You got Killer Cross versus Harry Smith. This would be a just a drag out slugfest. Um, that's, that's your meat versus meat right there. Yeah, and that's being presented from MLW. So I don't know if Harry Smith re-signed with MLW again. I got to get caught up on MLW. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched that recently. Um, you got the Wolves versus Motor City Machine Guns. Too many Sleeper good tag, tag match. match. No. You got the Vaughn Erics versus the Briscoes. Another if, sleeper tag match. If Briscoe's going to have a good match with them, I mean, that all that does is elevates the Von Erich stock. And I like the Von Erichs. Like, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy them and what they do in the ring. It's just they're yeah. in MLW, so not a lot of people follow along with them. That, and it's just the Briscoe's are different, different style, but also, you know, are such veterans that if they can have a decent match with them, you know. Like I said, you know, they should that that should tell a lot about, you know, if they should get pushed more and more. Yep, you have Rachel Ellering versus Jordan Grace versus Deanna Peraza. Good match. Is that for impact or uh it does not say if it's for right. the impact world title or the knockouts title. Uh New Japan, you have Clark Connors, who we saw at Forbidden Door versus Ren Narita. I like Connors. I thought he showed up and did well in that in the Fatal Four Way. Yeah, and then you have uh, Ray Phoenix, Tarus, Laredo Kid, and Bandito from AAA. That match is going to be straight lucha. Yeah, one thousand percent, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> the Laredo Kid, Bandito, and Phoenix all in one match at the same time. So you got four different. Uh, wrestling companies involved with us. Yep. What do you think of the what do you think of the rumor? Well, I don't know if it's rumor because Tony Khan said it, but he's open to talking to WWE about doing a joint a joint show. I'd be surprised if it happens. Hey, Bobby Lashley said he can beat anybody on any promotion for that U.S. title. (laughs) I mean. Maybe oh, you want to talk think. about meat versus meat? Put Lashley and Cage in there together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we'd see, we could see a forbidden door situation of kind of like what we saw at Royal Rumble last year with Mickey James. Mm-hmm. But here's I don't know the, if I see like a complete pay per view WWE versus AEW. Here's the problem with that right now majority of your top guys in AEW are all. X WWE guys. Yeah. Look at the top of the card for AEW right now. They're all X WWE guys. You have a you have a hangman sprinkled in there. You have, you know, your young bucks are your AEW tag team champions right now. Women's wise would be the only division. Well, I, I can't say that because I would like to see the young bucks and Usos go. I think that would be a tremendous match. I would love to see that one day. Like, <laughs> not gonna lie, that 
That's a bucket list dream. That match. would be all super kicks. <laughs> all super kicks. Yeah, from both sides. <laughs> but like, if you're going, like who, like Roman Reigns, who from eight, like you got to have Omega. Everybody say Mox. No, you got. But have. Mox Reigns is we've seen it. Yeah, doing a joint venture between them two yeah. don't that doesn't do anything for me because I've seen it. Them. Maybe Punk and Reigns because you, it's been so long and they never had a singles match that I can remember. I could be wrong. Yeah. But who, like, it's really short pickings because you don't have, you know, if you're doing, if you're doing a, a joint venture, give me Omega, Cody. I know, the, I know they've wrestled before and it's been in other promotions. Um, but them two in the ring are really good together. We talked about this building up to Forbidden Door. Like, you know, like, who? how do you put talent over? And we talked about, especially with Tanahashi, how he just didn't look strong. And I just don't know. I don't, I don't know how you could come off with anybody in AEW or WWE coming, looking strong in that situation or not putting or coming off too strong and the other one looking weak. And I, I just, I, I don't think it's a win-win situation for them because I think yeah. the whole, yeah, like especially for Ta- Tanahashi, just gonna be my example. I just thought they just AW did not do a good job with him. So I, I would stay away from those two doing a joint venture together. Yeah. You know, stay exclusive. Don't. There's no reason to go play in that sandbox. No, in my opinion. And it, I mean, you can say that you were the first to do it because WWE's never played in, you know, they never let anybody else come on their playground. It's their playground. But what if you had a joint pay per view? You had one match, not one match, but like one match that was versus each other, and they'll give you like some AEW matches, some WWE matches, but say like the main event was Young Bucks and Usos. Would that be worthy? And then what's the point of it? Uh, other than one match, you know, it's just like they might as well just each have their pay-per-view. Well, but, but that's the dream match. That's the match you want to see. I mean, right now, today, if this was happening, that, to me, the, the Young Bucks and the Usos is the match that I want to see the most out of anything that I can think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But it'd be just like the flair thing. Everybody's running their own each promotions run their own matches, but you have the main main event would be the culmination of the two. I wouldn't mind seeing Charlotte and Britt Baker too. I think you can get good promos out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I had to think about that. But yeah. Just this week hearing about people talking about so much. I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else from Bell to Bell that you guys want to touch on? Did you watch NXT at all? Uh, I did. I, I caught bits and pieces of NXT Tuesday night. Um, I enjoyed the the Grimes Breaker match. Um, it was it is- yeah, yeah. Braun Retain and got beat up afterwards by Dunna. Yeah, J.D. McDonough. What a terrible name. Jordan Devlin. 
Jordan Devlin. Oh, okay. So he came in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of fell flat to me. It was so flat. Yeah. I enjoyed the main event, and then the uh, white uh, what was it? Uh, Waller versus Mello. Waller versus Mello was really good. That was good. People hate um, Waller, but I'm on, I'm on the Waller train. I'm starting to come around more and more on him. Mm-hmm. In ring wise, he still has. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's still a yeah, he's still a a, a D bag upon D bags. But and then I I was surprised that Toxic Attraction lost the belts. Yes. And then they announced Rock Roxanne Perez cashing in her shot this coming week here on Mandy Rose. So. But you're not going to have her be a double champ. So what's the point in having her cash in her title shot that she got from winning the breakout tournament right away? If you do this, then you you turn Cora Hill. So then, again, the women's tag team titles mean absolutely nothing in WWE. We already knew that, though. You're using the tag team titles as a segue to start a view between That's best good. friends. Possibly. That is, again, hot shot That's in the title shot team. for no reason. Yeah. They're hot shotting it for no reason. They just won the tag team titles. So why is she cashing in her shot now? That's a good question. That's it. I, I got nothing else from, from wrestling this uh, week. Over on NXT UK, Isla Dragunov uh, had to drop the title. So they have this week, they taped future episodes. I don't know when it's going to air. So I'm not going to talk about spoilers, but uh, they'd had a one night tournament to crown a new champion in NXT UK. So we'll see when that actually plays off on TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be a one night tournament on there, if they'll break it off over a few weeks. That was it, it was injury. Injury, yeah. He came out wearing a boot, they said. Okay. So something like foot ankle. Um, so I guess he's going to be taking enough time off that he couldn't defend the title at all. So that's a long reign there that ended. So uh, he had some good matches. Um, it was a long reign filled with nothing because of COVID and everything yeah. else. Like, yeah. Yeah. Next yeah, to UK, it's I, I've I don't watch it consistently, but I'll turn it on every now and then, and they're back to having crowds in there, but. For a while, it was just no crowd whatsoever, and it was just a studio show, and it was it was just difficult to watch sometimes. But some good matches in there. That's one thing I'll give them a decent, consistent show. Uh, Steve, I know you were looking forward to that WES UK show that AOP was putting on. Oh, that's, um, we don't have time to get into that disaster. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a pot. That's a podcast in and of itself. Like. I saw that this week and then how everything was being played out and the shots that were fired and who's blaming who and everything else. Like, uh, yeah, we don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get yeah, into all that. Definitely a clusterfuck over there. Um, and then kind of excited for this, uh, new Japan and stardom announced that stardom women will start appearing on new Japan USA shows more consistently. So that's a good thing. So hopefully, I think they saw that they couldn't produce anything for the Forbidden Door, and that kind of helped hotshot that a little bit. Right. I'm here for that. Partner yeah. up. Get get me get me to to see more of Stardom um, on my television screen regularly. I'm I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Is that it for Bell to Bell? 
And, uh, tomorrow starts. Is it tomorrow? Uh, A&E, the documentaries, Rivalries yeah. and Legends. Yeah, Rivalries and Legends. Um, and then Smack Talk afterwards. So it's like a three-hour block. Again, yeah. more wrestling. Yeah. Like, Who was the rivalry, do you know? Uh, I, I, I think Brett Sean. So yeah. something you've seen already. They've done documentaries on that. So, yeah. um, but what, what is what is the point of the Smack Talk show? I don't know. We'll see. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to recap and talk about the other stuff or if it's going to bleed over into the weekly programming. Like I have no idea, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll tune in and see how the, the landscape of it is and whether or not I'm going to watch it each week um, uh-huh. after tomorrow. And then speaking the docs, of docs, I'll watch. Yeah. I'll watch Spe- the docs. Speaking of docs, uh, Netflix apparently pulled the plug on the Vince McMahon documentary. Jeez, that was, a, was already so much completed, too. It wasn't just in the work. So. Yeah, Denise Salcedo broke that. Um, broke that news and uh, a rep from Netflix that she talked to a source said that uh, they spent millions of dollars and it's gone. It's out there. Yep. They will not do it. So money down the drain there. Um, we'll see if WWE pays for it now. At this point, it, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care. Yeah. It, we're not going to get into to the Vince stuff, but obviously that that story continues to evolve, and more more came out this week. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, put it to you this way: I said in the group chat, I thought his prime time years would be during the Attitude Era, but apparently he's been getting busy the last sixteen <laughs> years. So I, I mean, Viagra is a hell of a drug. So that's yeah. <laughs> all. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> all right, everybody, good. Yep. All right, let's drink a beer. Chug, 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 chug. All right, all right, all right. This week's drink of the week, we got Chris's Ellicottville Strawberry Crunch Bar. Talk about it. I'll be right back. It's a cream ale brewed with natural strawberry flavor. Now, Jay, my cousin has had not this particular one, but they've made a Neapolitan ice cream flavored one mm-hmm. he's had that and he said with that one you were able to taste the strawberry chocolate and vanilla so i'm hoping with this you can actually taste like you're eating a strawberry crunch bar so i'll take it they have a chocolate one too so i don't think i've seen that i've, I've just seen this one so far okay. but this is new so maybe if this goes well maybe they'll do the chocolate one I taste hints of the strawberry. Mm-hmm. I'm not bad. Yeah, I, can, I get the strawberry for sure. Um, it's a really easy drink. Yes. Like it's a, this is, I, you know, took one sip and damn near half the bottle's gone. Like, <laughs> sure. You want to talk about something that you can chug? Like these yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Um, 6% alcohol by volume. I, Listen, I would buy these and drink these all day long. Just because of how smooth it is. Yes. You, you get the strawberry flavor. I don't know if you can say that it's a strawberry crunch bar, but you definitely no. taste the strawberry, which 
not an easy, not an easy uh, flavor to pull off in beer. No, it's not. I'm actually a little disappointed. I've had some cream ales before that I really enjoy, and I don't consider this a cream ale at all. Like to me, it's just an ale. Okay, I've, I didn't even notice the cream. Yeah, I think I mean, that's why I, they paired the strawberry with it. Okay, you know, to play off each other, but I think it's it's smoother than a than a than a regular a ale. little bit, yeah. Um, I I would add it in my summer rotation. Um, like I said, that's that went down really really easy, and it was I I thought it was I mean it's good like there's no bitterness to it you know it's not the flavor palette works it's not overly strong with strawberry or to where you're just tasting beer either like you do get it again with these types of flavors it's hard to pull mm-hmm. off like that combination just because of it it's fruit and beer so like unless you're talking ciders I don't, you know it's harder to get that to break through in the beer consistently I'll go with it. I'll go with a three. Okay. I'm gonna give it a four just because of how easy it was. I'll give you that. It is a smooth, easy drink, and pretty much that's the only benefit I'm gonna give it. I'm, for me, it's a swing and a miss. Um, like I, smelling it, I smell the strawberry and I smell the the beer, the ale separate. You know, then tasting it, it's kind of the same thing. I get an ale taste and I get a strawberry taste. It's just, it's nothing that's really complementing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, I agree. I think the cream ale makes it smooth, but for other cream ales I've had, it it it's not as good as that. Um, it definitely isn't a strawberry crunch bar at all. Like it's just a strawberry ale. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a two. And oh, wow. it's not it's not anything that I, I have a couple more, Steve. If you want them, you can have because I know I probably <laughs> won't pick this back up. I, I, yeah, I'll take them. There's, there's no problem. Yeah. Send them um, my way. I'll gladly I'll gladly pick those up. I got Donald's review here too. Uh, when I smelled and tasted it, it was like heaven on earth. But the <laughs> oh, next, see, that's what she said. <laughs> but the next taste and so on, it became very bland for me. Same exact thing with their blueberry beer. Big letdown. One point five. So this was like this was like drinking a Coke for Donald. Like the first crack. Oh, man, I, you give it a one, maybe heaven on earth. <laughs> first sip of a Coke. He really enjoyed the that, smell. But... Like, yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. Gra- I'll grab those and take those off your hands. That's not yeah. a problem for me. Yeah, but... I'm disappointed in that. Hey, it's up for debate. To, so, oh yeah. If you guys if you guys see it out in your local beer distributor, pick it up. Drink it, taste it, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you thought of the Ellicottville Strawberry Crunch Bar. That's it. That's all we got. All right. This week in sports, um, there was some, some stuff that went on. You know, there's bigger topics to get into, you know, the the whole Kevin Durant requesting a trade and and all that garbage. Um, sports to me is start they're starting to get ruined. 
And I say that because you see this mostly in the NBA. Rarely does it play off in the NFL. Baseball, you rarely see it or hear about it. Um, but college with the transfer portal, you know, NBA players requesting trades, not playing out their contracts, just moving on from team to team, trying to put together a super team to win rings. Like, where's your competitive drive at? Damian Lillard has been calling people out consistently on this. Like, where's your where's your drive to compete? You're just going to bounce around until you land in the easiest situation until you get, A, the most playing time, or, B, you have the best chance of winning because you paired up with other superstars. It's fostered in AAU. All the – like, and it – yeah, it starts there and it goes all the way up. Mm-hmm. Like, you see these super teams travel from state to state and play basketball, baseball, Right. You see it with seven-on-sevens, which is a big popular thing that, that for football. Instead of kids playing football when they're younger, seven-on-sevens is a big thing now. You see these super teams traveling from state to state. They get into college. They, they sign a letter of intent. They commit to a university, and then they don't play, or they sit behind this guy or that guy, and they automatically hop into the transfer portal because they were promised to play but didn't do anything to earn playing time. And then you get into the pro level and you have people like Kevin Durant, who's arguably, you know, top five in the league. And he's requesting trades because, you know, the team he handpicked didn't work out. He, you built that team. You picked that team. You left Golden State because you wanted to be the guy. You teamed up with Kyrie. You wanted James Harden. You called for the trade to get Harden out and bring in Ben Simmons. And now you're going to request a trade? But if this And, oh, by the way, only trade me to Phoenix or Miami, which were the two number one seeds in each conference this past year. <laughs> if this is your team and that's your move, keep building. Again, where's the competitive drive? People can go back and blame LeBron for this because of the decision whenever he left and went to Miami. And I don't know if that was the start of it, which some say you might pin to that. But, like, Giannis stayed in Milwaukee and won a championship. Dame just re-upped with Portland. He wants all the smoke. He don't care. (laughs) I'm going to build a winner here. And they've tried that, and they the one year they were really good, they got saddled with injuries going into the playoffs, and they weren't able to compete as they were constructed that year, which was probably their best shot. But he's not running nowhere. He's not looking to join a super team or asking for a bailout. I just don't understand the whole I – don't, I don't want to compete. Is that like – Take it to wrestling. Is that like Cesaro? You don't, you don't, you don't go for the money. You just go because you love wrestling. There's some people that's built like that, I guess. I mean, Cesaro, Cesaro to me, Claudio is a case where I put yeah. in the time, I put in the work, I put in the effort. I was loyal to you. I did everything. I, you know, I grinded. Mm-hmm. I fought for this team, for this company, and yet. 
you don't see me how I see myself after 11, 12 years, then yeah, I'm bouncing. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the money is. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. Okay, I got no problem with that. But if you're just hopping shit because you won out, and like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, some people may say this is, you know, a Cody Rhodes deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but what I'm saying is like, he left. It wasn't about the money. He left. He left because he's love. He loves wrestling, right? You know, basketball. They, these guys and these like NBA players the most. They're not. They're not leaving because they love competition. Because they're they, they contracts love and But they're Durant signed a supermax deal with the Nets to come in. You built the team that you wanted to build, and you haven't won. So now you're leaving and requesting a trade because what you did didn't turned into a championship because you saddled yourself with Kyrie and Harden. And then he'll those were your guys. Another new Supermax deal. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's frustrating. Um, I just, yeah, the competitive drive aspect of sports to me is, is something that's completely gone. And it's kind of uh, people talk about that just with regular jobs now too. It's like you know it used to be you stay with a company until you retired from them, you know, and that's kind of gone away. Where you mm. you stay a year, you stay five, you know, you move on to the next company that's going to pay you more. And it's no different in sports that it doesn't matter. Like you you do see the occasional players that stay long term with a team like a Sidney Crosby because they want to build that team up, you know, and stay with that team and show their loyalty. But then you have other ones that are just contract jumpers because it's just who's going to pay them more. But Duran is not a contract jumper. That's what's that's he, he it's because he hasn't won. So he wants to go on a super team to win. He's not chasing the contract. That's the difference here. He has he's not doing it because they didn't pay him. They paid him a 5-year supermax deal. He's doing it because they haven't won. So because I haven't won here with the team that I assembled with my Avengers, I want to go join the the West Coast Avengers over here in mm. Phoenix. And then some of the trades that, that Brooklyn has have sent to these teams, like they 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 offered Kyrie to the Timberwolves for Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four first round draft picks. Are you crazy? That the Timberwolves laughed at him. We're not doing that. That's what they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, no. I, like, I like that's a crazy offer. If <laughs> that's what they're offering, like, okay, never mind. No, that's what Brooklyn asked of the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves no. didn't offer that for KD for a part-time player. It just like competitively. What do you like? Oh, for KD. I thought you said Kyrie. No, KD. KD. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that, that I saw the other thing, um, the Las Vegas Raiders for all their issues that they have on off the field now with tax evasion stuff and everything else this week, they, uh, they hired Sandra Douglas Morgan as their new president, um, of the team. She's the first woman president in the NFL, um, and is also a person of color. So 
some people were blasting the Raiders like, oh, you just did the hire just to do the hire. Da, 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 da. Like, why are you shortchanging this woman's moment? Like, people do. People within the league and within the NFL that cover it regularly were praising the Raiders for this hire. I don't know enough about her. I haven't heard her name before in in the circles as far as NFL goes. But if all the insiders in the NFL are praising the Raiders for doing this hire, then to me it's not just a mark hire move. Like they're Mm -hmm. doing it because she's the most qualified and the best person for the position. So they they want to say a president of football operations does. Who knows? But she's obviously the most qualified to do it. There's a people don't realize there's a point where it leaves from football and goes to business. And when you right. have a business mind, hey, yep, absolutely. Um, that's what that position's all about. Mm-hmm. You're hiring the GM, you're hiring the coach to do the football mind. And and just think all the all the owners you have now, have them don't know the ins and outs of football. Mm-hmm. They know business, right? No, absolutely. Um, the baseball MVP talk that I wanted to get into, I'll save that for next week when Donald comes back. Um, yeah, I want to get his thoughts on it. The interesting question to pose out there as far as who's your NL and AL MVP. I think the NL MVP race is, is a one-legged race. The, the AL MVP is a little bit more debatable. And I wanted to get Donald's take on it. So we'll save that till next week. And then locally here, um, as far as hockey goes, a couple of shout outs. Uh, congratulations to uh, Logan Cole, a local kid from my neighborhood. Uh, got drafted by the Phoenix Coyotes, number three overall mm-hmm. in the NHL draft. He's uh, part of the first class from Sidney Crosby's, um, what's the name of it? not learn to play, but whatever the the Crosby initiative was to get kids invested and interested in playing hockey. Um, he he was part of that first class that was started back in 08 and grew up. So um, shout out to him uh, and being drafted number three overall. Not, um, not what you would expect from this area to be drafted that high in hockey, football, yes, mm-hmm. but hockey um just goes to show the impact that the crosby malkin latang era of hockey has had on this area in western pa because i know a lot more kids play hockey now than what they did whenever those guys first got drafted to the penguins and speaking of penguins chris what are your thoughts latang six years 36 million dollar deal i saw a lot of people talking about are they trying to put the band back together you know, so I don't know. For me, it's too early to see if this is the right fit. Just depends on what other, whatever other moves they make in the off season here. If it's going to be a good fit or not. Would you say six Jay? years is a long, long time? They said Malkin wanted more than three years, or he's going to start looking. Yeah, they're they're so the Latang. I like the Latang signing. It's mm. a low cap hit. It's six million a year, roughly, um, a little bit more. Six years, he'll be 41 by the time the contract ends, and that's fine for, for a defenseman. I, I don't like six years. That's that's a long term. It's way too long. 
the cap hits low, so I'm okay with adding mm-hmm. years. Malkin wants Malkin allegedly is okay with taking a pay cut down to roughly the six million dollar mark, but he wants four years. The Penguins want to give him two. So we'll see if they can meet in the middle or just don't do anything at all. Uh, I don't know. I think in, I think there needs to be some shakeups to the team. I, I don't know if Malkin's the right fit for the team right now. I don't know. I mean, you haven't been out of the first round in the last four yeah. years, so is it really worth bringing the band back together to yeah. make another run at it? Granted, with this Latang signing and what you've done, you re-signed Rust and and what they've done so far in the offseason, I feel like they're a pretty safe bet to make the playoffs based off of what they've done, how they're currently constructed. But I don't know if adding Malcolm back into the fold necessarily makes you a cup contender. Yeah. But have you been healthy? That's the other thing. The whole team, yeah. The the main players. Yeah, it's been been a while, but you can't guarantee that, and especially as they're getting older too, that's less and less likely as well to have a full healthy season for all of them. Um, Saw something else for hockey this week. There's a new group called Three Ice. Um, It's going to be six teams, and the whole point of it is going to be like three-on-three. So kind of like how you have like the the overtime rules of three-on-three hockey. That's going to be their games. Six teams, they're – they're going to just uh, travel. So there's going to be eight different cities and nine weeks total. So kind of like, you know. So like, so they're they're like a combination of the big three and, and one basketball for hockey? Yeah, I was thinking like even like uh, arena football too for after the football season. So Same, same ring size? Yeah, because they're going to play here at PPG one week. So what is it? It's Is it three in the goalie or three counting the goalie? Three in the goalie. Three in the goalie. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's open ice. That that's like you know playing sevens in rugby where you have an entire field and you only have seven mm-hmm. people instead of fifteen people on it at once. So you get more scoring, um, faster pace, up and down. Like from an from a watchable watching standpoint, I can see it being entertaining. It's just whether mm-hmm. or not the quality of it is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't I didn't look to see what the the players are but I might take a look at it and see what it's like for the first week. Um anything else sports? No. Go ahead. All right, let's get in the roll right now, roll famous one got to go. Coming off the Independence Day celebration last week with the types of fireworks, uh, I got a feeling I know which way this one went. So what were the results from the one got to go polls this week? Unanimous. Smoke bombs got to go. Yeah, I figured that one would be the the one to get the boot. So anybody with Beaufort sparklers? There was a few. Okay. But yeah, that was the sparklers were the the second, but no. I mean, it wasn't even close. Not alone. Yeah. yeah. That was that was you, your burner account, your burner's burner <laughs> account. We, we know how that was. You're like, Kevin, you're like Kevin Durant out there with seven Twitter accounts. Just I don't, I don't have multiple. <laughs> I think Bottle Rockets has multiple accounts, but. <laughs> if you bought a Bottle Rockets, you're no fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, this week, one gotta go, we're gonna do types of hoagies. So we're going back to some food. We got Italian, meatball, cheesesteak, and hot sausage. For the fat kids out there, which one of these gotta go? This one is tough. Nah, this one's easy. Well, <sighs> so clarification, like hot sausage, I know you can put it on a hoagie, but to me, it's like a hot sausage. I don't think hot sausage is being a hoagie. You eat a hot like, sausage by itself? Like to me, a hot sausage, a hot sausage is no different than eating a hot dog or a bratwurst. That's not considered a hoagie. It's a hoagie, right? I mean, you get it from a pizza shop. It's gonna come on a hoagie roll and hoagie cheese and toasted. I, I I get that they sell it at hoagie shops. <laughs> But I'm just saying, me looking at it, we get, we get into the clarification, into the technicalities of it. Got to have your criteria. Today, criteria. <laughs> I don't know if I'd necessarily say a hot sausage is a hoagie. I would have went with some other options besides this one to put on the list. But it's not my list, so I digress. Um, out of the three, the one that I least like eating I would say meatball because it's just too damn messy. All the sauce, soggy bread, stuff falling everywhere. Like you need a hazmat suit to eat a solid meatball hoogie. Um, taste wise, I'll say hot sausage got to go just because can't do the hot stuff no more heartburn I, I smell hot sausage and i get heartburn so i'm <laughs> i'm gonna kick that one off the list just because of that gotta get you some prilosec uh cheesesteak is staying top italian only because triangle you're that, might be, the, that might be the only reason that's staying uh between hot sausages or, or meatball i hate hot sauces until you slap it on a bun so I'm gonna roll with that. Meatball gotta go, and I just had one yesterday. Terrible. The meatball was good, but that, that's bad on my local. Sorry, bro. Meatball was good, but it got done. Oh, a family member made it too. My brother made it. Yeah. I hate meatballs. I can only eat them on a sandwich. In general, you hate meatball. Yeah. Like no spaghetti meatballs chunks, for you. Give me chunks of spaghetti. Like a meat sauce, you would rather have. Yeah, you can give me see. We could throw some chunks in there, meatballs all together. Yeah, it's gross. All right, I'll, I'll do normal. It just don't taste right. <laughs> uh, Don says, "I love all four, and if all these were on a spread right in front of me, I'll have to kick off meatball. When everything is cooked, made to perfection, the meatball can't compare it to the other three. Uh, for me, I mean, good hot sausage sandwiches is good, even from hoagie shops. You said hot sausage sandwich, not hot sausage hoagie. I mean, they're all sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, whatever you call it, you can call no, it a sandwich. You can call it a, hoagie, a you can call it a grinder. You can call it a sandwich. A sub, a sub, submarine. You know. I call them hoagies, so that's why it's still called a hoagie on here, but. 
Said I, would have, I, I wouldn't have put it on here because I don't look at it as being a hoagie. Maybe there's other options that you could have thrown on there. I was so I was thinking even a chicken parm on here to throw on. So I love a good chicken parm, but I kind of thought, well, meatball and chicken parm, you know, similar with the sauce. So I try to go with different classifications. Um, for me, I'm not a big deli meat person, so honestly, Italian hoagie's never my big thing. Uh, so I think an Italian hoagie can go. You're Why am I freaking triangle every time? Then? You're <laughs> out of your mind. It's, uh, Italian hoagie's never my go-to. Cheesesteak's my go-to for the most part, but uh, I'm not going to get irate over. I mean, uh, this <laughs> yeah. isn't one that I'm going to battle back and forth with. But if you don't like Italian hoagies because you don't like deli meat, okay. I'm not going to battle you over that. <laughs> just, just let it go and just know that I'm not going to bring an Italian hoagie to your house next time we get together. Ever again. <laughs> or that may be the only, or that may be the only thing that we bring. So, so, you, can't bring, so. so, you, can't, so you can't eat anything. We're just, it's Look. strictly going to be Italian hoagies from all across the, the area. And you're just stuck watching us eat. You're getting <laughs> fire station. You can firehouse. Uh... <laughs> Italian <laughs> in the plastic wrap, one Italian packet. You remember the Italian hoodies back in the school lunch where they gave you that one little wow. Italian dressing packet? I think that's why I hate them because I always hated those hoagies. Well, that's not. I mean, that's not. I mean, it's a school lunch hoagie. Like you can't say like, yeah. real Italian hoagie. Like when they do hoagies, hoagies yeah, I don't want no football hoagies. Oh, and, uh, so <laughs> The the what is it the uh the drive hoagies, yeah <laughs> fundraiser, fundraiser hoagies like, yeah. fundraiser hoagies yeah. those are trash so I put trash. a stamp on everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well that's it. One gotta go. Food battle uh, edition. Um, This All show's right. momentum has just gone downhill. Like th- this last half of the show is just sucked. It's been <laughs> terrible. There's been no energy, no nothing. It's been hot garbage. So, so we need Donald. We need we need the complete Avengers back to have. No, we're not. I'm not going that far. I, let's not go that far. Okay. <laughs> we'll need him. Speaking out there. of hoagies, I've been on a taco bench for like uh, the past. Past two weeks, and I put out a poll: hard or soft tacos? And soft. going in, when I first started, you say soft? Yeah, soft. Going in when I first started, it was like hard, hard, hard. I'm like, did I disrespect uh, tacos? Hard, hard taco or soft tacos? Yeah. People came around, soft tacos or a hit. Maybe don't give me that bull. Don't give me that bullshit of soft tacos or burrito. No, it's not a burrito. No, no. a burrito is wrapped differently. Rolling yeah. how you fold it. That's it. <laughs> do I wrap yeah. my tacos? My soft tacos like burritos? Yes, I do. I need the that's crunch. That's why. I need, that's why I'd rather have the hard taco. Nah, the crunch yeah, is too no, messy for me. There's yeah. no point. Yeah, if I'm if I'm if I have a hard taco, so I might as well just make a taco salad out of it and break the but, shell up and then put. Yeah. Meat, cheese, and everything else on it, and eat a taco salad. Not, not a hard. I'm not just gonna bite a hard taco because it's gonna go everywhere. So I'm, glad stuck with no, I'm stuck with no meat and just the shell. So glad you brought. Worse when you because... bite it and it splits this way. Yeah, <laughs> the whole shell splits. Like, I'm out. See, I don't know. It might be a texture thing for me, like where I need 
the hard shell instead of just biting into everything just soft on the soft shell taco. I don't know, but I'm so glad you brought up the salad because I was cracking up the other day and someone on, on that post that Jason made recommended that he eat a taco salad with Catalina dressing. I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, does Jason even know other types of dressing? <laughs> I know them all, but Catalina and ranch is for, for, for uh, mature women. <laughs> <laughs> Or Catalina, Catalina in French. Yes, I only eat French. I'm not. I'm. I'm not putting Catalina on a taco salad. So is that where the header came from? That's exactly where the header came from. <laughs> I didn't even see the header, so that, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, since we're on food, I want to talk about the most disrespectful food thing I've seen in my entire life. The, I mean, you like. We've talked about the pineapple on pizza debate, mm-hmm. right? And people have gone back and forth on that. Um, but this blasphemy and the disrespect that was shown to pizza this week, as a fellow fat kid, I, I can't I can't go, I, I can't rock with this. Not at all. So um the Indiana State Fair. Okay, so in Indiana. You know, you go most of your state fairs, you have all your booths with different foods, try, you know, different things, venture out of your comfort zone. You can get a little crazy with some of the selections that are there, you know, people trying to spice stuff up and, you know, oh, hey, that's different. I've never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. Let me go try it, see if it's it's delicious or not. Here's a stick of fried butter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here's a deep fried pound of margarine have at it like so at the indiana state fair swain's concessions s-w-a-i-n-s is making a pickle pizza oh i saw that it's homemade dough with a dill ranch sauce topped with mozzarella cheese dill seasoning and dill pickles no 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 this is the biggest I'm glad the light's not letting my phone show the true <laughs> essence of the picture, but you can make out of it. This is the biggest disrespect to pizza I've ever seen in my entire life. I think they're doing something here for, they're doing that Picklesburg this weekend here, and I think oh, I saw they're doing some type of pizza for that too. And no, uh, no, no, no. First off, the fascination no. with pickles and making everything dill pickle flavored has to stop. Yes, ridiculous. Okay, that that in and of itself has that, that, that's overtaken the pumpkin spice rule. Okay, pickle everything has overtaken pumpkin spice, <laughs> and I never thought I'd say that. Okay, white girls in UGG boots are mad across the, the United States because yeah. pickle <laughs> taking over pumpkin spice. But this BS right here, this I, I almost want to say sacrilegious <laughs> blasphemy, blasphemy that you've done to pizza. Now, if you slid that on a, on a yogi bun, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely take a bite. <laughs> Not gonna lie. No. I'm not eating that. No. 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 Too much pickle. Yeah. That's where that's where most of my anger came from this week was I saw that. Okay, what what's what's deal pickle? That's just a, the dill flavor in there. Like it's brined differently than a bread and butter pickles brined different. 
It's not sweet, is it? No. Okay. I hate sweet pickles. All right. See, I'd rather have like the gherkin, the sweet, than having. Those are good. Give me the corner store pickle, whatever the hell that is. I'll take those. I haven't, I haven't eaten a pickle since I was probably like nine years old. It was the, it was the, it was the circle, crinkle cut, Mm -hmm. classic bread and butter pickle. But I don't. I, I I have not had a pickle since Jesus. then. You're missing out. And then and then to have to eat a warm pickle. Yeah, I don't get like that. a hot pickle on pizza. It's like fried pickles. Like I every now and then I don't mind. Like if someone gets like the round, like the fried pickle chips, I I might be able to do that. But there's places that do fried pickle spears, and that's all you're eating is a hot pickle, and it's disgusting. Who wants a hot pickle? No, I, fucking people out there, man. <laughs> Fucking people. <laughs> so yeah, you can choose between this is clip of the week or my my parental labels is clip of the week. <laughs> but this was just I yeah I couldn't I couldn't let that go un, unsaid and unnoticed. That that's just complete trash. Yeah. So I don't care if you pickle stands want to come after me. I, I'm all for it. I'll I'll stand on the ledge and ballerians all week long. This that right there is complete garbage. I'll take a bite. Nope. Still trash. I don't want to even be the same. I don't even want to be in the same location as where that's being served. <laughs> this would have been a good make it take it. All right, go ahead. Uh, final thought. Anything else? Final thoughts? Send it home, man. Uh, before we do that, real quick, um, what old? What's old is new again. We got a couple new remakes and reboots. I can't remember if we talked about these or not. Um, White man can't jump. Reboot. Reboot. Uh, not even. Yeah, a... reboot. So mm. they're rebooting. White man can't jump. Um, they saw. added two. They added two new cast members. Um, I, listen, you're not going to top. Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. There's just some classics that shouldn't be remade or rebooted. Batman Can't Jump, leave that go. Don't touch that. Okay? And the other one that I'm about to bring up is another one that's a classic that you don't touch. The Goonies. You don't Remake touch the Goonies. No, you just put out a two that we've been waiting for for forever. I heard rumor maybe about Goonies series. Is this a series? That's or what this... it is. It's a remake okay. series on uh, going to be on Disney Plus. Is this essentially Stranger Things? <laughs> Isn't that the same concept? <laughs> I mean, I've never watched Stranger Things, but me neither. Just... <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but we'll 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 see. But there's like classics. There's, there's some classics that just don't. For every Top Gun Maverick, that's a huge smash hit. There's a million ones that failed. Okay. Like I, I so I don't you know. much out of it. If yeah, yeah if, if it's gonna be a series, just make it a continuation. Don't reboot it. Yeah, for every Cobra Kai, there's other shit that's failed. Yeah. So so much other shit. Yeah. Um all right, so that's the show this week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, follow us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Dumb Marks Pod. You got something else? 
I was just going to say, you, you had it really good with the pizza, and then you just kind of, <laughs> you know, nosedive with, with the Goonies. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of how this show went. We started off hot, and we tanked. We, started up, we picked it back up, and then we tanked. Um, but, yeah, follow us. Hit us up. Um, email the show, dumbmarkspod at gmail.com. Head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees at dumbmarkspod. Pro Wrestling Tees slash dumbmarkspod. Pick up some merch. Um, we're, we're, we got some new stuff coming here shortly. I keep saying it, but we're, it's a work in progress. We're getting there. Um, you fellas good. We got nothing else. Yeah. Just for our social media links and everything at our dumbarkspod.com. All right. So I saw this tweet and I thought it, I thought it, I thought it hit, um, hit home for a little bit. So it's not necessarily a quote of the week, but it's some food for thought for you. So, it goes, a big misconception is that you need to be motivated to get rolling. You don't. Research shows motivation often follows action, not the other way around. So in practice, you don't need to feel good to get going. You need to get going to give yourself a chance at feeling good. And with that being said, hope you all get going this week. All feel good. Tune in next week, same time, same damn place. I'm a Mark, you're a Mark, tell a Mark, and y'all can catch us around the way.